Welcome to episode 118. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Hello and welcome back. I am so excited for today's guest. She is someone that I admire immensely. She is a West Coast designer. She is based out of um, Seattle, Washington. And I tell you, everything she posts on her Instagram, her work is superfluous. It is just, it's just dynamic. That's how I, I can describe her. She is dynamic. Her rooms pull you in. They are so moody. They're so um, intentional. You know, you don't get to really see that nowadays because it seems to be a lot of creams and beiges and like neutrals. And somehow she mixes it all up and does a lot of pattern play and you just can't get enough. Uh, without further ado, please welcome Heidi Collier. Welcome. Thanks, Gail. It's so nice to be here. Oh my goodness. So I, first of all, let me just say I'm going to fangirl for like five seconds. Oh. It's stunning. I mean, literally when I see it, I'm just like, oh my God, like she is so blessed. Like you just, you're so like, it just pulls you in. And I feel like I just want to like, not only linger, but live in that space, but I also feel like I'm standing in the space and you're just phenomenal. So there you go. You are so kind. Thank you. You just made my day. <laughs> so we'll, we, we, won't talk, we won't talk about our crazy week because we just had a brief conversation about it. Yeah. Um, you know, hello. So Whatever. let's get, yeah, um, let's get started. So how did you get started with design? So um, it was board path. I actually didn't start doing design work until I was like in my 30s. Um, I did a lot of other careers first or tried to do a lot of other, you know, I have a master's degree in public health and I worked in that for a while and I went to acupuncture school for a little while and nursing school and I was a bartender and a waitress for a long time and traveled for a long time and um, I moved to San Francisco um, after Hurricane Katrina actually and just had, it was kind of like the height of the blogosphere and was really into the design blogs and I ended up starting my own and that led to my first job and it just kind of went from there. Okay. So you're on the West coast, but I see like you're all over the map and more importantly, it seems like you're in Massachusetts a lot. How do your clients find you? I mean, it's all Instagram at this point, you know, we used to be, you know, when I moved to Seattle, all of my clients were Seattle based and then COVID we started getting inquiries um, because people were like, well, you can only work remote now anyway, so why not? And then it just has, you know, I'm sure you're experiencing too exploded and yes. we get more out of state work than we get in state work at this point. Now, do you, now I have to admit, I do like the out of state work. Do you like it or do you prefer to be like local and closer to home? 
No, I actually prefer it. You know, I am, it's so, I'm always learning on this job and I still consider myself, you know, so new to it and um, still learning the ropes all the time. Um, but, you know, it really, the out-of-state projects really do create like a little bit of separation, which is nice. You know, there's no need, in my opinion, for an interior designer to be on site every week. Um, there's no need, you know, to go. It's just the the things that the distance that's created the sep little bit of separation that happens when you're able to establish you know perhaps there are three to four site visits on this project in massachusetts over the lifetime of the project um it allows you to like be more focused and it makes the contractor be more focused um and more organized um and efficient i really just think it creates a smoother process wow and so you're in massachusetts well you're everywhere do you have a favorite project and what has been the most valuable lessons that you have learned since starting your own firm? So many lessons there. I mean, I think that is one of the things that I like about this job so much is that I still learn something new literally every single day. Oh. Um, and I think that that keeps you on your toes. I mean, I think, you know, um, I just recently started hiring. So that's been a very new thing for me. I was just by myself for a very long time. Um, and I've had employees now for about a year and continuing to grow. Um, and it's but you know, I learned so much from them and just about how to deal with clients. You know, the thing about this job is that you're dealing with, you know, each project is a different client with a different personality and a different aesthetic and a different budget. And that project also has a different contractor and a different builder and a different architect and a different location. And you're working with so many different factors. So I think, you know, learning how to manage expectations, um, how to communicate in a way that is not emotional um, is so, so important, I think, in this job. And I'm still learning, you know, that all the time. Um, but it's, I think it's really important, you know, as a designer, you know, it's important obviously to have a great aesthetic and have good taste and all of those things. Um, but learning how to manage client expectations and communicate with people, I think is so important. Yeah, that managing, especially during, you know, this whole everything's delayed uh, for 10 years, you really, for me, I start with, even if we order it and they say it's in stock, it may not be in stock. I need you to be okay with that. Yeah. And that I may need to reshop this. Yeah. You know, and even if they say this is when it's going to be in, I need you to understand that it will be pushed back several times. Yeah. Like you, you have to lead with that. Yes. And I, you know, we always say I, at this point in time, I mean, I'm hesitant to give dates on anything because I'm like, this is probably not going to stick. You know, we have clients who will literally, you know, the design package will be approved. They send us a check. And then the next day, you know, you have an email in your inbox, like, when can we install <laughs> no. I, 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 funny because I'm like didn't we just have this conversation you were saying yes you understand you agree and then all of a sudden you're like well when is it going to happen yeah yeah and you know I also learned Gail like having everything in writing always um is so important I'm like I as much as I hate being in front of my inbox all day long it's like everything has to happen on email because you have to have a paper trail so that you can kindly remind people, remember we discussed this or this was approved or we said there was an eight monthly time on the sofa and we're only at four months. So, um, so important, I think. Yes, it's funny. I recently had a sit down with a potential client. Like she was, gonna, we, we were going to sign and then it just didn't work out, which it was just, you know, that was just God as far as I'm concerned. But 
she's like, well, I want everything for the holidays, like Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. I, well, you could have it for Thanksgiving of next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not of this year. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, there is, you know, for, it's so funny because for the most part, I think that a lot of people have like adjusted to this difficult world that we're living in now. You know, it's just your expectations are just shattered at every turn. So, but there are some clients who still ask those things like, is it possible to, you know, get this done by the end of the year? And I'm like, no, no, we're talking about like nine to 12 months from here, probably. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So funny thing, I'm doing my kitchen right now and it's being sponsored. I'm working with House Beautiful on it. Oh, but nice. Yeah. Thank you. The funny part is, um, Monogram was like, did you start the demolition yet? Like, when are you going to start? Because this needs to be done. And there was a date, which we're not going to hit. And I go... I need the appliances. I'm not ripping my kitchen apart until Mm -hmm. everything. I was like, I, cause I'm not going to live without a kitchen here. Like I'll do it for a couple of weeks, but I can't do it for a year where I have a husband and three dogs in the house. Like not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a question I I really want to ask. Um, it's interesting that you said you've been by yourself and now you've been hiring. What was your first hire and why, and what are you learning about what's, what should people look for, like me, hiring and and especially being a boss? Like, how, how are you leading your team? That is something that I'm still learning, how to lead <laughs> boss. I thought about this for hours yesterday when I worked out. Um, you know, so I've, I've always had, well, I brought on a bookkeeper pretty early on, you know, yes. subcontractors. So I've had him forever. And then I had, I had like a remote CAD person that I worked with a drafter for years that was just a 1099. Um, so they weren't really hires, but I had remote workers. And then my first hire was about a year ago. She was a project manager. Um, didn't, you know, she ended up staying for about six months and then the firm's changing so rapidly and it just was not a great fit. Um, but the team that I'm establishing now, so I have kind of my, she's like my go everything girl. She's got tons of experience. She's wonderful. Um, and she right now kind of has her hand in all the pots, but kind of a business manager role, but she also does procurement and, you know, anything that needs to be done essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hired a full-time designer who starts on Monday, nice. first designer. And then I have another part-time girl who does also helps with procurement, you know, design boards, things like this, and then project management. And then I have a full-time drafter. Wow. Good for you. What is the favorite part? of design which part do you really love and which part you you're like "Mm, i'm good let's i hate ordering i never want to order another thing again for the rest of my life (laughs) you know sometimes i don't really i don't do it anymore you know i have a team that does it for me but you know sometimes a client will even say oh we just want to order these sconces you know and i've worked them for years and i'll just order them and every time i do it i'm like i hate doing this so much i'm so thankful i don't have to do it anymore um But I, you know, I really am at the point and these are conversations that I'm having with Kate, my business manager all the time. Like, I really just want to be designing at this point. I don't, you know, it's so much, Gail, as you know, just between designing and and dealing with the clients and contractors associated with those projects, like that is a full-time job. It is. 100% it is. Yes. So all the background stuff, the ordering, the tracking, the follow-up, installing, you know, the draft, all of those other things, I am, would like to not do anymore. <laughs> Stuttering like I do. Where I'm like, um, uh, no, no, no. It's, it, it is a lot. Um, it's funny when, especially when you work out of state, I love when contractors call, and, you know, I'm sure you get this, like they'll call you and they'll have a question because there's a problem. 
and they automatically expect you to answer right then and there. And I mm-hmm. tell my guys, I'm like, can you just give me a second? I have to like recalibrate my mind to you now because I'm trying to remember where we are in this project and what you're looking at. A hundred percent. Well, you know, so and I- yeah, people will call, I mean, the clients do this too, you know, they'll call you or text you in the middle of the day and ask you like, what's the space that we have, you know, between my two drawers in the kitchen? Yeah. You're like, I haven't looked at those plans in like two months. I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah, people expect you to, you know, flip gears so quickly in this job. You know, the things that you have your your hands into every pot every single day is just crazy. Um, so yeah, I do the same thing. I actually will just say like, uh, you know, send me an email and I'll get back to you on Monday or whatever it is because I'm like, I can't drop everything. You know, it disrupts your workflow. Yeah, it really does. Because um, I'll be in Massachusetts and, you know, Florida will call and I'll be in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and then Marilyn will call and I could be in California and then California does call, but it's like, it's a lot. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I love not having clients in state because it's just easier. And I do get to shut down and I'm able to like live my life. But at the same time, like when you're on for them, you got to be like, like on. all in. <laughs> Wait, I'm so curious to hear though, your feedback on why you prefer out of state clients as well. Jersey people are going to hate me right now. They're just easier. But, you know, they bought, listen, they buy the house. It's a $4 million house. They understand that it's like 30% of what they purchased it for, that they're going to have to shop and, you know, fill it up for what they want. Um, There's very, I mean, there's not a lot of pushback, but there's discussions about how much things cost. So when like the window treatment comes in, like the first thing I'll say when I meet them, I'm like, this room is going to be bare bones minimum, like, you know, $80,000 if you're just decorating it. And, <laughs> and they're like, really? And then they're like, why? You know, I was thinking this. And then when you walk them through, and I've also learned that as long as I keep talking about numbers up front with them, <laughs> like they get it. And every now and again, like, you know, someone will flip out and then I'll just let them have that moment. I won't say anything. And then they come back and they're like, okay, I get it. You know, the, <laughs> the check is in the mail or I just want mm-hmm. you just go do it. But I feel like they're more, more, I shouldn't say this, but it's true. I feel like they're more grateful. No, I, I agree with you. That is, so, that, that is really interesting to hear someone else say that because I agree. And I've never known if it was just a, because mm-hmm. of I'm based and that's what the clientele is like here or if it's you know because it's remote but it is very true that's yeah it's interesting you know i i'm curious like why didn't you hire someone local and then they tell me they did and you know but they didn't get what they wanted and you know they were picking out everything and i was like yeah no i do it all i'm trying to push you far away so you just write the check and we get it done yeah that's how i am everything goes out in one fell swoop so they can approve the budget done we are going into procurement and then we're going to install the project yep yes i am gobsmacked when i meet when i'll, I'll call them decorettes when they bring everything to the client and put it in front of them and they're like you know i have a friend that does this she's like well what do you think i was thinking this but what do you think i'm mm. like you have no i was like you're you're letting control go you can't do That's that all you ever get work done i know i know and i'm <laughs> like I, I can't do this no um, i I've talked to some other designers that I'm friends with, you know, and they'll still be the house, you know, they've been working on the project for a year and a half. And they're like, we're still trying to choose a sofa for the living room. And I'm like, how, what? Like, you, I, yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, it needs to be really clean. I mean, I listened to business of design and that's kind of like how I structured. Yes. And that's what really informs like how I structured this. And it's, I think it's so effective. 
Yeah. Kimberly is my business coach too. I was just like, I, I, once I, once I started listening to her and, you know, I hired her and worked with her, I was like, Oh my God. When I started real, like I really started for my charging for my consultations. I was like, Hey, I could possibly just do this and forego design because I'm a nice pretty penny with this, you know? I know. I think it's genius. I don't, I don't know how other people, I know that not most people don't structure their firm like that, but I think it's the only way. Uh, yeah. And I'm also amazed. Tell me if you find this when people speak to you like other designers and they're like, well, my clients give me a hard time about this. And I'm like, well, what does it say in your contract? And they're like, I don't have one. Yeah. Oh, I'm, God. What? Oh, terrifying. <laughs> I was like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. It's for you and for them. What are you doing? Oh no, it's going to happen. I mean, I will say over the past like year and a half, I have really like hunkered down and gotten all of that stuff in line. Like, okay, what are we missing? You know, my contract's all buttoned up, but like also, you know, we Kate did this beautiful process doc for us that has, you know, this is exactly what you're, how we work. This is our markup. It's totally transparent, which I, you know, I used to hide that forever. Mm -hmm. um, this is what we think you're, we've got, gone a step further and, you know, clients, new clients reach out, potential new clients and we get all of the details from them and we estimate their project before they sign with us so that we can make sure that we're aligned. Like this project's going to cost a million dollars. Are you good with that? Good for you. And that has been a game changer too, because the people that come back and say, no, we want to spend 500,000. I'm like, that's wonderful. That's still a hefty budget. But I the projects that you see in my portfolio that you're hiring us for, like, that's what it costs. Yeah. And that totally helped as well. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's also very interesting the amount of designers I know that don't have insurance. Oh, again, terrifying to me. <laughs> I'm like, what are just you doing? You're doing this, doing this work, and I mean, you're going to get people are litigious, and they, mm -hmm. you know, way too many things you're liable for. And mm -hmm. I mean, you there's just a million different things that can go sideways, and I, oh no, I you need to be protected with the contract and insurance, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I won't handle my own money. I, I have um, an accounting firm that handles it. And I have a monthly call with Monique. She's Stemper and Associates. And it's just so easy to work with her. And she handles everything and all my taxes. And I pay my taxes in every state that I'm working. Yep. Another thing that people are like, oh, I should have had that set up. I'm like, you need a resale. You need to yeah. like do like be prepared. But people just, I'm just really amazed at it all. Sorry, my dogs, my husband just walked in. So all the dogs are going crazy now. But I'm just amazed where I'm like, that's not good business. And if I was hiring a person, I would one wonder to myself, you know, I would wonder for that person, like, why would you hire them if this is how they operate? Like, I wouldn't do it. No, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think the more, you know, we've gotten this feedback too, like the more buttoned up and professional, you know, this industry has always been treated like it's a little bit flaky. I feel like that's true. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But I think more professional, you, it is a business and you are dealing with large sums of money on a consistent basis. And yeah. it has to be operated like any other professional businesses. And I think people really do respect that. Yeah, I agree with you. The whole... Um not having that all buttoned up and then also the amount of people that commingle the money. I was like, nope, that's a lawsuit. That's also the government coming after you. That's like too much happening. And I think people treat it so much as a hobby and not yeah. business. And then that's why you get like, you know, the customers who was a, who aren't the clients who really aren't great for you. And, and if they can smell blood in the water, guess what? They're coming for you. <laughs> 
and they also don't respect you. You know, that's the thing. You know, if you treat your business like it's a business and you do have, you know, rules that you abide by and boundaries that are in place and, you know, legal terms that are like people respect that. Yeah. They, and they will respect you in turn. And I think you respect your design and your work and your processes and all of that comes from, I think, that initial starting point. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I just, I'm always amazed, but I, you know, I, I, I'm very happy with what I do and I'm very happy with the clientele. And, um, it's funny. I have some friends who are saying, oh, business is slowing down. I go, nope, not for me. I just was on a plane again and I'm going to be on a plane another two weeks. Oh, I know it's, how are you juggling with all of the long distance? You know, I have, because during the first year and a half, when it really happened, you know, people were not really traveling that much. So there was not an expectation that you'd be on the job all the time. And that is changing now. People want you there. They want to meet you in person. They want you to fly out to start the project. So how are you juggling all the trouble? Oh, exhausting. So my Maryland um, client is close enough that I drive there. I don't, because by the time I get on a plane and everything, like I could have been there, right? Yeah. So I don't mind that. And I stay locally and I have, you know, it's just easy peasy. My Massachusetts, my Florida clients, so far I've been in and out in a day, like I'll spend the whole day with them and get everything done, especially like trade day. You know, when I started, I did the trade day all in one day and they were like, how'd you get that done? I was like, nope, trades, no. Because I also have to, like you, call ahead and be like, hey, or, you know, put out an, a couple of text messages or emails and be like, does anybody have a really local, you know, like a good- yeah who's your wallpaper person you know and yep. where's your workroom there and I'm just you know thank god like people have sent me some really great trades so I'm excited about that but like California um it's it's there I'm there for a couple of days and Florida actually is now with this new project happening it's also going to be a couple of days and not like a turnaround as much as I would love it to be but mm -hmm. I also you know let clients know that hey you know, my other clients, when I'm going to be with this one, I'll go, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket. So if you email me, just know I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And I also let them know up front, listen, I'm not local. I am, you know, nationwide. So I can be anywhere. So if I don't respond to your text or your call or your email, don't get upset. Just know that I'll get back to you as soon as, you know, I have a moment and they get it. But I mean, it, like you said, it's communication. And this is something that has really worked for me because before I would like say it and then that's it and then just repeat it once. But now I, I like that I'm an adult about it and really have a come to Jesus conversation with them. Yeah, that is like another big takeaway that's been for me over the years too, is I used to, you know, put off hard conversations or put off confrontations, not the right word, but, um, you know, put off those things. Yes. Now I am the polar opposite. I'm like, have the hard conversations up front. Yep. This completely up front. This is what it, this is going to be. This is what my, you know, same thing with putting the money conversation out there right away. You know, it's get that stuff out of the way because mm -hmm. I found that it can totally, I'm sure you have to, like, it can totally taint a project that's gone so well so far to have that come up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I love that when things do show up, like the clients are super happy. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're grateful that we've had, like you said, those hard conversations. Cause I too was like, Oh, just push it off, push it off. Oh, I'll just ignore it. Now I'm like, this is what it is. This is exactly, this is what it is. Is this okay? Do you approve of it? Are you good to wait? And then yeah, I put it in writing. Yep. Oh yeah. That's it. You got to make sure you go back. And 
it's just been really, really great. Um, so I'm super excited. And what what is is there a favorite project that you're working on right now? We're working on so many exciting things. It's hard to keep straight. I just signed <laughs> some really exciting projects in California, a few really lovely, exciting ones. And we'll start designing those kind of early next year. And then we have a huge project in Colorado that's going to be finished in 2024 and another great project in Idaho. Same time. 2024 is going to be a fun year. Um, and another really um, exciting project in Mill Valley. So there's so many exciting things on the docket. It's just, you know, getting through this stuff so you can sit down and design them. Perfect. Last thing before I go, and I have the last question. Um, oh, did it just slip out of my mind with the projects? Oh, God, there you go. I was thinking of, as you were saying, with all the projects that you have, do you ever, like, how many projects do you take on at one time? Or do you just say yes to everything? I do not say yes to everything at this point. No, I say I get quite a few inquiries and I say no to most things. Again, like there's this big vetting process that happens with us now that Kate established that's, you know, we send the process document. This is what the process looks like. This is what we estimate your budget to be. It takes a lot. And then the timeline has to work out because, you know, at this point, we're not starting anything new till middle of next year. So it has to be kind of a perfect fit at this point. Um, I used to say yes to everything and I'm so glad that I don't have to do that anymore. Good. Okay. So before we go, please tell the people where they can find you. Instagram is Heidi Callier design. Um, I'm on Pinterest, Heidi Callier design. Um, and then we have a book coming out next fall with Rizzoli. So stay tuned for that. Oh my God, please let me know. And I want to interview you when it's out or before it's out. Oh my God. I'm going to, I, now and it's so exciting. I need that book stat. Yeah. Thanks, Gail. It's been so much fun. Thank you, my love. Have a great one. You too. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important and will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.